0: For this episode, we'll be talking about the United States of America self-titled album. In the room, I have Rob, Mm -hmm. (laughs) John, and Ben. I'm in a good mood.
1: Hey, there he is.
0: The United States of America is the 1968 album by the band of the same name. It was released on March 6, 1968 by Columbia Records, and the producer is David Rubinson. The genre is psychedelic rock, art rock, experimental rock, psychedelic pop, electronic rock. You know, just throw it all in there. And I'm going to read from the book Robert Morton. A registered communist starts a band called the United States of America and lands a major label recording deal before playing a single live gig only in the 60s. After studying with avant-garde legend John Cage in New York, composer Joseph Byrd moved to Los Angeles in 1967 and decided to form a psychedelic rock band. His first recruit was his ex-girlfriend, Dorothy Moskowitz, whose icy vocals formed the perfect complement for the trippy sonic experiments Bird had in mind. The band recorded only one self-titled album before dissolving, but it was a memorable one. The American Metaphysical Circus begins the album with a lilting calliope tune upon which Bird heaps one patriotic marching band after another. Just when the whole insane cacophony is on the verge of collapse, in comes Moskowitz, transmuting from a sinking submarine cloud song features delicately plucked bass and an ever haunting melody like an lsd flashback the final minutes of the closing track the american way of love features snippets of all the preceding songs flowing in and out of consciousness the united states of america sold poorly upon its release thanks to columbia's near total lack of faith as bird put it there was scant enthusiasm for the executives, for a band whose name they hated, whose music they didn't understand, and whose politics they thought treasonous. But over the years, the group has developed a, devolt, a devoted cult following, and it influenced numerous modern bands, most notably Broadcast. All right, what do we think of the United States of America? The band. The album.
2: First listen, into it. Okay. Yeah. It's the right kind of weird. I like it. <laughs>
3: First listen out of it, uh, it's the wrong kind of weird. There are some really like interesting, good bits of songs and and interesting concepts, but I don't I don't know. It's just wrapped up in that, and I'm not trying to say that being a pinky leftist commie is a bad thing, <laughs> but if you just like. You, love song for the dead Che Guevara. Like, Hey, they leave it open-ended to which Che they're talking about. It could be about. a variety of Che's, even though he was often it referred could be to Michael as... It Michael Che. Oh, well, but that's prescient. <laughs> I mean, that would be like... If they're time travelers and they're writing a love song for the dead future Michael Che, then I'm into it. But I don't think they're that far advanced. Um, anytime you get so wrapped up in an idea that you become sort of a parody of yourself... I mean, I guess you couldn't really be a parody of yourself because Psychedelica was sort of still coming together. It just, it seemed a a little forced. Um, They did some really cool things with using oscillators and and effects, but it's just pushing the same tropes and the same themes, but in a a way that I just didn't enjoy.
0: What did you think of the vocals?
3: I liked Moskowitz's vocals. Um, The review in the book calls them icy, but when I hear them... Maybe knowing what she went on to do later, I kind of think of them as uh, a children's singer. What well, did she go on to do later? She wrote children's music. <laughs> Specifically what? Oh, I don't know exactly what her the bangers it's were. It's
2: <laughs> Maybe you've
3: Have heard, you of. Ever heard it. She, she wrote Baby Beluga. Yeah. <laughs> She's now Raffy.
0: <laughs> she kind of reminded me of Grace Slick.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. I, I think can she reminded Grace Slick of Grace Slick. <laughs> yeah. I think I read a, a quote from Grace Slick. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Yeah. What do you think, Rob?
1: And it's, it's mostly great, um, to me. Um, and it, it, we, we discussed it before, about the, uh, difference between LA and fucking San Francisco at this particular point in time and musical history, like this is the weirdo shit that isn't just a fucking like drug fueled nightmare. It, It may have been a drug fueled nightmare, but at least it's a smart drug fueled nightmare. Um, I don't uh, think that the creative
2: forces were drug fueled. I, I th- like uh, Joseph Byrd and Dorothy Moskowitz. I, I'm not saying that they were teetotalers, but I know that they took issues when they thought other members of the band were doing too ma- members of the band were doing too many drugs and getting sloppy.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. all right. Yeah, it seemed like a very regimented uh, band, from mm-hmm. what I could yeah. uh, discern. That they they really had a purpose, and he had a very uh, set vision that he wanted to present. Maybe it was, you know, <laughs> an off-the-cuff, weird vision, but it, it seems pretty cool. I was kind of into it. I didn't think I was going to be at first. I, I listened to a couple songs, and I was like, ah, I don't know if this is for me, and then it kind of grew on me, and they're doing something interesting and different, and that's always a good thing in my book because it presents some uh, new ideas, I guess, I, at I, this time. I, if
1: this had ever been played out live... I, and I would have seen it, I would have fucking lost my goddamn mind. Like, it it has all of the, uh, like, things that make my ears perk up. And
2: do you want me to tell you about their live show? Yes. Uh, so they they did perform live. Uh, they were credited as one of the first bands to... They, they call it a fog machine, but uh, it sounds more like dry ice because it sounds like it would just stick to the ground. And they had a neon American flag where the red and white stripes would uh, oscillate back and forth, and the whole stage. Other than the neon flag, the whole stage would be dark except for a, a pin spot on the vocalist. But since like these people come from like a classical background, a lot of a lot of the people had uh, music stands with stand lights. So it just cast kind of like an eerie underlit glow on the rest of the band. I love it. So it's like a spot. It's a spotlight on Dorothy, just like a weird underlit glow on everyone else. A flashing neon American flag and just smoke everywhere. <laughs> it sounds fucking dope when, when you
3: man. put it that way. But that's you know that's the band that you want to see, but you don't hear it on the album. You hear the weirdness.
1: No, well, I think it's one and the same. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I find the weirdness to be absolutely endearing with this. Uh, the the shit that I read about. Uh, they couldn't afford what Bob Moog was offering mm-hmm. so they had one of their they had someone they knew build out like just a little three oscillator like a thing so he's the whoever is manipulating the electronics has i mean it, basically what he's working on is the equivalent of what a mini moog would be uh, about 10 years later <laughs> um, so yeah but just very rudimentary shit but like all the fucking like weird sweeps and stuff that they're doing with it, like it's all in tune, which is strange. Like for uh, people who don't know what the fuck, they don't know what they're doing. Like, um, what was the band that we listened to a few weeks back? Uh, Where the uh, Spanish band? Um, also, oh, no, 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 sorry, yeah, Brazilian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, difference being between these homemade <laughs> instruments and theirs is the theirs they they when they were tur- turning knobs it went all the way to fucking like uh, cycling like into self oscillation these things are a little more like you can go this far you can't actually just continue turning the wheel over and over and over again right um manola it just you know it's it's rudimentary but it's it's very very interesting and uh opening track like her vocals just get to the point where you can't even understand them because they're running through so many like Just grindy, filtery effects. And yeah, I mean it this is shit that I like in general. And Mm -hmm. and here knowing that this happened in sixty eight, I'd never heard this before. Like it never very exciting.
0: I kind of uh, picked up on it because they did some re-releases. I think it was in, I think it was the 2000s, maybe it was the 90s, where they kind of did a reissue of of the album. So I, was it Sundays? I, uh, probably. Yeah. That kind of that the, sounds uh, right. But they were the... kind of doing all this like mm-hmm. 60s garage stuff, and this was one of them. And yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I never really went back and listened to it that much but yeah it it holds up it's an interesting album it definitely stands outside of a lot of the other stuff that we've been listening to and being almost like a one for one album and you know not doing anything else one and done yeah kind of like the monks yeah uh where it's just let's do some weird stuff let's see what we can do with all these ideas and put it down and yeah i like some of the uh the ring uh modulators and that stuff. Her vocals, too, I think also fit, like, very... Uh, it's like a puzzle piece where... It fits right into, like, the tamper. yeah Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the mood.
1: You would like a like a nice, pretty melody going on under this, like... Just kind of, like, controlled chaos. Yeah. So yeah, i uh, almost, like, you know, if you would take away the background music to what she's singing, it... It wouldn't be nearly as effective, like you know, if you were to put like major chord like stuff behind her, like, no, we're not not at all effective. Yeah. But the, Just the fact that like it's this sing songy, very mm-hmm. nice, like you know, like children's stuff that apparently she went on to do, going underneath this like uh, controlled chaos, like it It it, it remind like, uh, not really reminds me, but you know what what Nico was doing on that first uh, Chelsea uh, girl, yeah, yeah. Like, in the same vein, um, and yeah, like it, it, had they had it, I I don't think the world could have dealt with like this kind of shit had it been just a very atonal angry man yelling, <laughs> <laughs> <I see. laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but I, I yeah I, I really like it.
2: I was reading about the I don't want to say difficulties, but just the the effort that went into. Achieving these layers using like an eight-track recorder, especially with uh, like the oscillators and stuff. Yeah. Like uh, uh, I'm I'm right now I'm I, I'm at a loss on like the details of like how they actually did it, but bouncing
1: back and forth and back and forth and, yeah. back, and, forth and back and forth
0: and back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey. recorded. Maybe it's remastered, but it sounds sounds good. It does. It sounds really good. Someone took some time to. On the the reissue,
2: do you have a favorite song, Birch?
0: I wrote down the number nine was pretty cool. It's dude, stranded straight, in time.
2: It, it, it's straight prog. yeah, dude. It's that straight, song's
0: dope. Uh, Prague nine,
2: stranded in time, track nine. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so track mm. ten is is a triplet. Uh, it's a, it's uh, split into three parts. Uh, in between part two and part three, right about three minutes and four seconds, they get into this tight. Riff that is like 10 years ahead of its time. Uh, You you mind if we hear like 3 minutes and 4 seconds on track 10?
0: I also like the one we're currently listening to, The Garden of Earthly Delights. (laughs) It's Uh, cool. It's got some cool, like her vocals over top of those just like weird... Uh, I don't know, even know what the what they call them. Bloops. I even like the vaudeville song. I even like the... the I, yeah. I, I won't I, leave my I, wooden, wooden wife, wife for song. you. Don't. <laughs> That's probably my least favorite, actually. I understand those.
3: <laughs> it's the mandatory
0: one it's song. The, it's
2: the king's rule. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Have the, one vaudeville song. Right, it's, the, the, it's their Grimble Grumble. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, stranded in Time. Here, yeah. See.
3: That
1: sound you were describing, I think, is just a... Um, uh, a ramp wave uh, oscillating the filter. Um, just like, choo, 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 choo. Um, not, not that it matters, guys, but yeah, uh, yeah.
3: yeah I think That's it's, awesome. just, it's just nice a, to know. Yeah, yeah, it is. A
1: ramp. So, so it, this is
2: track nine, Stranded in Time, that we're listening to? Yeah. This song's really
3: cool. I think it's definitely the most, I, I don't know, for lack of a better word, poppy. Like, it's, yeah. it's the most radio friendly.
0: Yeah. It's only uh, two minutes, though. I mean, I, mm. I thought it could go on a, yeah. a bit longer, but I love the, sort the shortest of...
2: prog song ever recorded. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> sort of the harmonies, and then they come in with all these, you know, very prog and harpsichords and the guitar. Yeah. Great stuff. Album cover's cool too. Very cool. And I can kind of see, uh, uh, you know, the the review kind of talked about broadcast. If you I don't know if you guys are familiar, not that familiar no. uh, with broadcast, but this is, this is definitely a template for Broadcast, who I think started in the early 90s. Uh, they have a female singer that has a, a bit of a, a very similar thing going on uh, of Moskowitz. But, but they have more grooves, and it has more of a almost trip-hop feel, mm-hmm. uh, which was you know big in the 90s with Portishead and mm-hmm. uh, all those bands. But yeah, it, it definitely seems like the exact same thing. It's sort of this '60s psychedelic, but meets '90s uh, grooves.
3: Cool. Yeah, you can you can hear elements of things that are later picked up by like, Stereo Lab. You know, and other yeah, things. yeah, I mean, Stereo
0: Lab is very similar yeah. to Broadcast. Yeah,
1: Jamiroquois, if you will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that they didn't. They, they rented that calliope and they got their use out of it. Yeah. They didn't only use it on the first track. They brought it back for track nine. Yeah. Like, uh, well, you're gonna we fire up the
3: steam engine. We still got a <laughs> here. Yeah. It, hit it while it's hot. Well, <laughs>
1: I, I and forgive me if I'm wrong. I've always been under the understanding that a calliope is specific to being on that boat. And <laughs> do,
3: do, 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 I don't think do, do, it's required do, do, do. to be on a paddle wheel that's funny. I think I it's thought just it was
1: required to be on a on the back
2: of a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs>
3: I think anything where you've got a steam engine. I don't know how many how many coal ovens you've got attached strapped to your horses. Because I, I was really
1: hoping that uh, when Kanye came out with that track a thousand years ago and had the calliope in it, they just went out to a fucking riverboat <laughs> and we just like, all right, this is Let's it. go. We're this.
2: <laughs> what powers a Calliope Is it like steam? steam. It's, it's actually steam power. I mean, I don't know
3: if it's a set requirement, but like, there's a variety I'm... of ways to fuel an organ. And Charcoal. So <laughs> it's so it's, not, it's not like a foot pump. Right. So it's not a foot pump. And I think some older, even church organs are drawn off by uh, hot air, but calliopes, which we all know from steamboats. Oh, look.
2: Yeah, I put it the Wikipedia page and it's a picture of a calliope oh, with a carriage. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but are there bellows of smoke from some sort of. Uh, yes, there yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it all works out. So
2: the horses are providing the momentum, but the steam engine is providing the volume. Right.
3: Well, because the last thing you want to do with a calliope is leave it standing somewhere. That's true. But the
2: first thing you want to do with a calliope is get some velocity yes. out of it. As, as much
3: if speed you've already, as you've already
2: got a steam engine, just hook it up to the. Oh. to, the, to the, gear it up, man. Well, that's how you get that
1: sweet Doppler effect. <laughs> it is is there an organ powered by pneumatic tubes? Yeah.
3: I mean, like, just air? Is
1: there?
3: Yeah, I mean, isn't pneumatic? there like a... Like, aren't church organs powered by some sort of, like, compressor?
2: A calliope is a musical instrument that produces sound by sending gas, originally steam, or more recently compressed air... Through a large Through large whistles, originally locomotive whistles. Oh. <laughs> oh. My God. Break. Next sentence. A calliope is very loud. (laughs) Even some small calliopes are audible for miles. (laughs) There is no way to vary the tone
1: or loudness. (laughs) Can we start, can can the four of us start a calliope-based band? Just four (laughs) calliopes. Just four calliopes driving in opposite
2: directions. (laughs) Musically, the only expression possible is the pitch, rhythm, and duration
3: of the note. Oh, God. Perfect.
2: (laughs)
1: So, that Flaming Lips, uh... Yes, the, the, I was gonna
0: bring up the Flaming Lips. What's yeah. this?
1: Well, the... the uh, I'm, sp- I'm still on this calliope cake. Okay. So, okay. So <laughs> basically, we do, um... We, we tune our calliopes to be that, like, four-part CD oh, that the Flaming we Lips did. Oh, and, oh yeah. and then we just go into... <laughs> we go into a parking garage and tell everybody that we're doing the Flaming Lips-Syreka thing. And it's just our loud-ass calliope in a parking garage. I love it. Oh, it's, steam power! We just need to find some
2: people to shovel coal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, a uh, 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 side note. Yes, Flaming Lips, this band.
3: Yeah, I yes, think that's... also
1: Flaming Lips, this band.
3: Yeah. So, but just briefly, I mean, and I didn't mean to come out as as poo poo as I did on the front end, but. The thing that bothered me is how it begins and it ends. And that's kind of how you feel about an album sometimes is mm-hmm. the very first flavor you get and the end flavor you get, privacy and recency. So the very first flavor you get is this layering of these five American, you know, like Sousa-esque, marchy kind of songs. And then the end thing you get is a sample of all the various songs that have happened on the album sort of melded. And it, I just didn't like that. I don't. I don't think that it added to what they were trying to do. I don't think that it really gave you a a, a sense of their politics or anything like that. I mean, I, I just. I don't know. I mean, I like weirdness for weirdness' sake and experimentation, but it, it it seemed cacophonous for no reason to me.
0: I I took it the very end song as sort of um, in modern terms, it would be like a DJ like flippant like almost flipping the, the channels mm-hmm. or, you know, it's something that the Beatles kind of did where it's kind of, they're melding different songs and kind of putting you in a, a trippy headspace where it's like, these are the previous songs and stuff. I mean, people are still doing it today. Kendri- Kendrick Lamar uh, on on Damn does... He chops it up. He basically chops every song that has come before on the very last song. Mm. And it's like a remember, remember these things within here, but also it's skewed in such a way to be almost as a memory of of things that have come before it's it's weird it's kind of i don't know i didn't i didn't find offense with it at all it really I, I ties the it, room together yeah, <laughs> yeah i thought it kind of summed up the like narrative of hey we're a different band we're doing something more interesting and they kind of do this looping stuff so i don't know i i I'm,
2: i was not familiar with this band a few weeks ago and I'm glad I am now. I,
1: I, I, they're weird, and I like weird.
3: Yeah, yeah. But there's so no, d- there's no more of it. This is all you get, it's right?
1: And what a, what a statement. Honestly, like yeah. I, I think as far as like, I, I don't think that they would have done anything better than this. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. like th- this was a very precise vision. It seems like it was a project,
2: you know. Yeah. Like I don't think they expected to do, like have a long career. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was, it, it's like. Performance art only—it's a recording, you know—it's—it's—it's—it's
1: it's, 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 its own thing. Yeah. How would you feel about the album? I I, I liked it uh, front to back, okay. Top, top to tail, okay. Uh, I, I would, and for your, for asking mm-hmm. whether or not I would recommend it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. It, it. You could put this record on any like anywhere in time, like up up until now, like from 68 to wherever. I would have never said, "Oh, 1968, clearly this is the uh right. <laughs> this is the sound of 1968." Like this sounds like shit that I was fucking like, you know, in basements watching like right? in fucking like the 2000s. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it the fact that it already existed, like, you know, it it, it yeah, uh so, somebody wrote in like I think maybe a pitch pitchfork review um like the the best album to come out in two thousand and four was this album from thirty six years ago. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, it, it, it's worth the listen. It's weird, and uh, the the actual the integration of the electronic sounds that they were getting is well beyond what the their contemporaries were doing yeah. at that point in time.
0: Yeah, I would also give it like a positive uh, and recommend it just for being out there and doing something a lot different than other people were doing and doing this sort of like modulation and all that stuff the right way, having a real vision of, uh, having this, I guess they called her, uh, icy singer countering her voice with the, the production. Yeah. Um, bringing that all together. It just sounds good. It just sounds right for whatever reason. So yeah. What do you think, Ben?
2: I dug it. I dug it. Uh, positive. I would recommend it. I would have dug it if the whole thing was weird for the sake of being weird. Because like I, I would have dug it just as an experiment, like just as like an art experiment of, okay, like I I'm an avant garde composer. I bought some ring like uh, some oscillators. Uh, my ex girlfriend's got a pretty good voice. Let's see how weird we can get. I would have still dug that, but the fact is, like throughout this record, there's like the, the occasionally the clouds part, and there's just like a solid rock and roll riff, and that's just frosting on the cake for me. Like, if they can be this weird and this visionary and still occasionally ground it to to music that sounds like music I know, that's just all, all the better. I, I, I highly recommend.
0: Cool. What do you think, John? Oh yeah,
3: I'm I'm gonna give it a neutral. <clears throat> it just, it wasn't something, I mean, I think, I think if I'm going to give an album a positive, it would be an album that I would put on and listen to again, and I can't say that about this album.
1: It, that, that, that's where uh, Mine is recommend eh never.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it an eh. I mean, it's it's got too much good to be an eh for me, but it's not something I would say... You've got to listen to this album. I no, wouldn't say that to someone. No repeated listens for you. No repeated listens for me. Yeah. But I I, I love elements of it, and I love that the, you know, uh, devotion to making these oscillators and stuff later let, uh, I think his name is Borges or something, he does some of the oscillator work, uh, go on to do bleeps and bloops on Atari games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and without these... 68 bleeps and bloops we would have never had our later bleeps and bloops our Pac-Man noises and uh, we need those we need the Pac-Man we noises. need those Pac-Man noises we need them
0: alright on that note next time we'll be talking about Dr. John oh boy
2: yeah you right
0: gree-gree <laughs> gree-gree gumbo ya-ya yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks y'all Early in the
2: morning, when the sun is still asleep, Father drinks his cup of coffee, kisses mother on the cheek. Off to work he goes, what he does nobody knows, But he's sure to bring home money every week. Time when he and mother were young, now those days are departed. Now he's left broken hearted, stranded in time.